This podcast is proudly brought to you by Annotate Agency, a team of creatives passionate about introducing clients to the transformative impact of creative digital marketing. Please go check them out, guys. Listeners, Snake Edwards on the recorder here. This one's a belter. Yeah, we're on. Yeah. <coughs> so we are back in the Annotate Agency studio. Um, before we tuck into this wonderful episode, I just want to say thank you to the team at Annotate. They just jumped off the plane at Sydney, from Sydney, and um, got these going for us tonight. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Um, I am very much looking forward to this episode because I'm joined by three very strapping young lads with three, well now four, amazing mo's. As well, the Speak Share boys, thank you for coming on a chat with Pat. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. That's good to I wouldn't say Nate's is a moustache. <laughs> I've got two moustaches, one of my eyebrows, one of my lips. No, big fan of the show, mate. It's thank you. Year. Now, for the listeners, um, we'll just go around and introduce yourself. So, Skaggs, um, just so, I guess, for listeners to know who's talking, because there's four of us. So, Skaggs, give us up. Yep, Nathan. Nice to meet you. Last name? Skaglarini. Oh, beautiful last name. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, mate. Thank you. Yeah, next to Nath, Mason DeWitt. That's me. Yeah, beautiful. Ben Farish, 186 centimetres. And <laughs> 94, 94 kilos. At the <laughs> 94 kilos. <laughs> Too heavy, yeah. Oh, mate. 88 already. Top, top heavy. <laughs> <laughs> who do you, uh, before we get into formalities, out of you three, who do you think has the best moustache? Oh, Farish's is thick. Yeah. Ben's is red, though. It's so red, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Kids at school think he's a ranger, so. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of mahogany to it. Yeah, give Ben, he's got the thickest. Yeah, yeah I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, got, it's so. like very well groomed as well. Yeah, I try to take care of it. Yeah, yeah. it's my pride and joy. So, so yeah. I need to get grey hairs on top, so I've got to look after the staff. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd say me, but that's all good. <laughs> 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 so, uh, speak, chair, speaking, chair. I guess, how did it start? Let's get right stuck into it, boys, because it's an amazing initiative. It's a big passion of mine, um, mental health, being a social worker, and um, it means the world as a professional from the bottom of my heart to see what you guys are doing and the amazing things you are doing. Um, how did this all start? Like, right back at the start of the journey, mate, because you guys have done spectacular things since. Yeah, appreciate it. We, we started it um, almost like 12 months ago now, and it was sort of just a conversation between the three of us. We just said, you know, we're all school teachers and like being a teacher is great, but we sort of just said like, what more can we do? Mm. Um, we knew a couple of things, like we knew we wanted to influence our friends and family. We wanted to influence our community. And now like we're here with a goal to influence people all across Australia for improved mm. mental health. And we, uh, we were lucky enough to spend some time in the NT together. Um, and a few things happened up there, which sort of led, led our friendship here. And um, we said, you know, we've all got a story. Let's like be vulnerable, put it out there and hopefully lead the way for others to follow. Mm. Yeah, we are. And what were you guys, I guess, doing in the NT at the time when this started? So, as to be teaching? Right? Yeah, so we were lucky to escape lockdown, actually. So Smart. Yeah, very smart. We um, <clears throat> were stuck in Melbourne and we, we thought, well, look, if we can get out, we will. So, we headed up to Darwin, did our two weeks quarantine, and then we jumped in the Tiwi Bombers jersey and we played up there for, oh, for the summer season, which was, yeah, an experience that we absolutely loved. It was awesome. So, up there for, I think, four months. Um, and while we were up there, I, I was working online actually for the school back home because I was still doing remote learning. Um, but yeah, pretty much the rest of the time we got to explore around and see what the NT had to offer. So it was awesome. 
Ben, ben was actually studying. Yeah, yeah, I was doing my last placement for uni up there at a school for six weeks, which was a pretty good yeah. Um, experience. Yeah, working with the Indigenous, which was pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, well, that, that was a good fun. and a half. Yeah, it was. Well, I've never been up there. Um, and to see how they live and how they go about it is yeah, pretty interesting. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Amazing. And then, so Speakshare, I guess, formed in NT after a certain event or anything of the story? Not up in the NT, but... Um, so when we first got to NT, like, my parents split up. Yeah. Um, and it led to, like... A pretty challenging time in my life and and then at the end of the our trip um one of ben and mason's good mates took their life and obviously led to a really hard time for these boys yeah um and then it just came about we said you know like let's just do something more like it was just an idea at the start we didn't know what it would become but yeah now we're here with pretty big goals wow it's incredible now um how i guess at the time of getting into it when your friend took his own life have you had you boys experienced I guess, did it I can't open your eyes about what was really the mental health concerns and issues in Australia? Or was 100%. I didn't really believe or think that mental health was a thing, as bad as that sounds, really? until yeah. my mate uh, took his life, Josh. It was like two weeks before we had to come home and um, got a call from a friend and then um, found out that he took his life and he was struggling for mental health issues probably about 14 months prior to that and he had an episode um, on the Frankston train line where he tried to take his life and... Oh, I intervened him from doing so. Um, and it was probably that point where he tried to take his life on the train station, not when he actually took his life. But I was like, shit, mental health is actually a thing and it actually affects mm. people. Because um, we didn't know Josh was struggling before he had that sort of call out on the train line. Um, and then from there, I sort of pulled my head in and said, like, mental health is actually a thing and it's actually taking people's lives. So yeah. that's when I yeah, first sort of come to the mental health and shit is actually a thing and it's actually affecting people. Yeah, mm. so two weeks before you, you got home, you heard the news. Yeah, so it was a Saturday morning. Um, was meant to be playing footy that night. Um, I got a call from his co-worker who he run a carpentry business with um, and didn't answer the phone because it was pretty early in the morning. And then got a text from him about an hour later saying, hey, mate, just letting you know Josh has taken his life. Um, so obviously it hit me pretty hard. It was also my mum's birthday that day. Um, I'm not an angry person, but I remember pacing around the house until these boys come probably five hours later, just knocking shit over in the house. Um, was in a pretty shit spot. Um, and obviously being away from, from friends and family, when I first found out being away from Josh's best mates and his family was um, easily the, the hardest thing I've ever been through personally. Yeah, yeah. 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 You mentioned a good point, like just being away from your support network and you, you feel like yourself dealing with that. You feel so vulnerable and it's like you feel so alone. Yeah, it was tough. Well, obviously I had these boys and then I had another yeah. mate, Fletch from uni, who I was living with up there. Um, but being away from obviously Josh's mum, his brother, and then all of our closer Josh's mates was, was really tough. Um, it's probably the, the hardest thing I've ever been through, as I said, um, until we got home, I was just questioning myself on things I could have done differently to help Josh and probably did until we started the speak and share idea. Mm. Um, but now I've sort of put that behind me and it's, that's my main motivation behind mm. starting speak and share is just to let everyone know, both young and old, that it's okay to have an off day or an off month. Yeah. Um, and just how important it is to, to be honest with yourself with how you're feeling and to speak and share with your mates and, and tell them how you're feeling because um, if Josh had speak and share when he was when he was struggling, I reckon it would have saved his life or gone close to. Yeah. It's a big thing in what we do now as well that we say a lot, check in with your mates and yeah. it is on the back of our own stories and, and we are huge on it because we have gone through these experiences so yeah. it really drives what we do. Yeah, and it's so good because everyone had these had to have these episodes and I, like, I'm the same, I, like... I've got this, like, it started as a funny saying, but, and the guys at Annotate and Chump and Matt will know, like, I love me mates. Like, I even got a tattoo saying LMM. Like, <laughs> when, 
like, I've never really shared this before, but when I like I was suicidal twice in my life, and the first person people I called were my two best mates, mm. and like yeah. um, as much as the parents can help, it's that different dynamic for me, anyways. Is that um, my best mates were always the first two first people I, I called at the time, and like that's why like I, they're, they're everything to me. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's almost too much. Like, I say it too much, it burns yeah. people's ears. I reckon. Well, I think <laughs> once you get like twenty years old, you spend more time with your mates than you do with your family. Yeah, like, you're not at home that much, whether it's sport or uni or work or whatever it is. You spend most yeah. of your time around your friends, so yeah, they're crucial that you're honest with them and you're always checking in with them to see how they're going. So yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny you say that. Like you say it a lot that you love your mates and that, but the impact that that would have and they might have a bit of a laugh at it and all that but like your mates would know that you love them to death so yeah. like it's such an important thing to have and that yeah. bond that you have with them because you're going to be there for each other so yeah it's real yeah real special i often say they're my family my mates mm. like yeah. nothing against mum she's like just like <laughs> yeah she's a strong little person and but yeah my mates are my family yeah and absolutely and, and like it mean the absolute world to me and mm. I like they probably get absolutely sick of it but <laughs> I, check, I call them like Three times a week each. All right, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> Two minutes have gone by. Um, <laughs> that was the point of the chat, but it's yeah. so, so important. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, and if we go back right to the start, I mean, Max, when we went out for coffee, you mentioned about how the logo just kind of went nuts and then you had this story to tell. Like, yeah. Was that, how was that experience for you guys? Yeah, well, we, we just put this photo out on Instagram and we had no idea of what it was supposed to look like or what we wanted it to look like. And we said, look, we'll get this idea out here and we are pretty happy to be guided by the uptake that it has so yeah. we put a photo out and it had some ridiculous amount of shares and, and like likes 400 and shares in like 24 yeah, hours 400 shares in 24 hours oh, yeah. so I think all it said was three mates and one aspiration yeah and yeah. just had speak and share like just our old logo um so it didn't give them much of an insight yeah. not even not so. even us like had any idea what it was going to yeah. be yeah. Yeah. it's probably good that it didn't have what 12 months ago so around during covid as well yeah middle yeah. of covid so Mid during COVID. last year i think yeah. yeah, and then it just blew out like wildfire. Did you guys start thinking that there's probably more to this than what you thought? Or? We always knew, like, being teachers, that we wanted to do something with school kids. Yeah. Um, and, like, obviously the idea of creating a school program was in our mind. Um, but we just started off with making, like, some Instagram videos and it just sort of kept building. Like, we made a few videos and they got some good traction and we're like, mm. oh, shit, yeah, we'll keep doing this. And then it got more serious and we got people behind us and now, like... It's a school program, hopefully soon, and sporting mm. club programs up and running, um, and we've got some pretty pretty big ideas, hopefully, that we oh, can yeah. crack into. Yeah. Can't share those on the podcast. <laughs> 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 it's just an idea, but just an idea. One of them yeah. is our community events. Like we're we're <laughs> done a couple of them with Embrace, and we plan to coming in, in the future as we'll, we'll change it up a little bit and what it looks like, so yeah. to cater to get people in. So little bit of an insight there but yeah yeah we're looking forward to it and yeah. i could imagine through this whole process your i guess your perspectives have changed individually i guess like obviously like ben you shared like mental health at the start wasn't what you thought it was what it is now um but like i mean how has this process changed your perspectives about it and, and any interesting points throughout the journey so far yeah i guess like growing up and going through like school and stuff you're like mm. almost oblivious to like mental health and what they it don't is te and don't teach you at school mental health what it is how you deal with Nothing. it anything like that if you do health you obviously touch it briefly but there's no mental health subject or how to deal with it mm. at all not at all but like we've done like a lot of education ourselves to better ourselves um and yeah i feel like we're pretty confident in helping others and yeah. definitely learn a lot more about what mental health is and you know how we can help people and you know how to look after yourself as well yeah. Yeah. I think being involved in the schools as well, there is a lot of amazing programs out there that do come in. Yeah. And from what we saw, like 
we had a pretty good opportunity in being three young males to have that impact with, I guess, those, those older school kids. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, just purely connecting through our being close in age. And if we said we can approach this mental health through bringing awareness and making ourselves vulnerable, mm. then hopefully it leads the way for those, yeah, those age groups to follow. Yeah, and it's a point message, like, um, whenever I think about the biggest moments in my life, like being vulnerable has been the main point of them. Like, I'll probably share a bit too much now, but look back when I mentioned my most difficult times, I was like, like that didn't happen, it could have been a whole different story. And like, because of that vulnerability, I've just absolutely, like I text Matt every day, like, like I love my life. Like I wake up and I'm so blessed. Yeah, that's so good. I think about those things where you have to go through the, the lowest, the lows to appreciate the highest of highs, and that's all because of the vulnerability yeah. that I share. <coughs> Absolutely, it's such a key and important thing. I think Absolutely. it's infectious as well. Like once yeah. one person shows in the social group, everyone sort of follows the follows the leader, and um, it's definitely infectious, which is good. Yeah, Maddie would be a pretty good boyfriend as well. I imagine <laughs> <laughs> could look after you. People have been thinking that. Yeah, <laughs> 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 he's got the pink hoodie on. So he's yeah. an easy man to have a bromance with. Oh, very easy, very easy. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, you're right. It does become super infectious and so powerful as well. Yeah. Um, I didn't really show up before Josh passed away. Like, obviously, I had my own issues going on, like, through mm. school, and everyone's got anxiety and all that sort of thing. Um, but as soon as Josh passed, we started speaking share. Like, I don't really give a fuck about crying in front of my mates. Yeah. But beforehand, I probably did, and I cry in front of these two all the time. Yeah. All my mates back home cry all the time in front of them. Like, the it's yeah. totally human. Yeah. Um, and that's, the, that's something we're trying to tap into as well, like, men's mental health. When we started speaking share, we are just going to go down the men's path, but now we're sort of going both sides because, obviously, ma- uh, females have mental health as well. Um, but male's mental health is one that we want to try and break the stigma behind um, because the older generations still look at mental health like it's not a thing Um, so that's one challenge that we're facing at the moment yeah but like every female has like a brother a boyfriend Mm. a dad and hopefully if we can influence them then they can help us influence the males and you know try to beat that problem we we still struggle to communicate well yeah yeah. and um, to open up like vulnerability again like we still struggle to absolutely pretty well I think it's still yeah. something we've got to work on definitely yeah. within footy clubs like we all yeah. around footy clubs and there's a lot of blokes in every single football club that just won't open up mm. I don't know whether they're embarrassed or they don't feel comfortable doing so um, but that's something we're trying to tap into with our local sporting club program how important it is um, to be vulnerable and how long how far it goes into your sort of on-field performance as well yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly right I think when we like first started speaking share, you know, like we said, we've each got a story and we made this video of us sharing the story like in our garage and it was pretty raw content and like, you know, Ben was crying and Mason and I were nervous as all hell and we're like, put it all together and we're like, shit, like, let's just put this out on the internet and see how it goes. And do you remember that night? Like we were so petrified. We're like, like, should we do this? Should we not? And it was like the best thing we've ever done, like the support we got, all the shares and like, hopefully the conversations we started, um, it just shows like how powerful vulnerability is. And mm. that was a pretty big moment for us. And once yeah. we had that support, we're like, all right, shit, we're really doing this, let's yeah. go. Yeah. And it's funny you mentioned like doubt, is like the anxiety is just so crippling sometimes. Yeah, it's like we all go through it. Yeah. Like, and even just things, I do the same thing. Like, it's just like, shit, should I put this up? Or just like the fear of judgment. That's oh, sort of what like buckled us for a bit, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And rejection as well. Yeah. Big ones, things, especially amongst males. Yeah. Where like in all aspects you just like rather not try or you yeah. just become more and more withdrawn. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. And, and still a long way to go, I think, because what three out of four suicides are males. Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah. So high. It's way so too high. high. And and um 
anxiety is just through the roof. I don't know what experience is like, but at a school, it is just being through the through the roof. Especially yeah. post-COVID, kids just don't know how to interact. Yeah, um, we've said this on another podcast we're on, but we all worked at Mount Eliza High, which is down the peninsula um, post-COVID. So we're back on campus, and we spent a lot of our time with kids that just don't know how to interact with their peers. We mm. can talk to them because we know what their interests are. Yeah. Um, but they can't go to someone in their year level and say, you know, let's have a chat sort of thing because I just yeah. don't know how to talk to them. Yeah. I think um, that is the real shadow pandemic as well, that we, we spent, what, two years of our life at home with mum and dad on an iPad doing our learning and we have to come out now and socialise and what does that look like and how do we go about it? So, yeah, it's not just that school. There's, there's multiple schools that I'm sure are dealing with these things that we've never had to go through before. So how are you supposed to tackle that issue? It's a tough one. Yeah. I think it's all ages as well. Like going from oh. from lockdown to, to what we're doing now, it's like zero to 100 real quick. Like yeah. everyone was sitting on the couch doing their own thing, going for a walk once a day. Now we've always got stuff on, whether it's dinner, sport, work, uni, etc. Mm. Um, it's a massive change in your lifestyle. Yeah, even, yeah, it's totally hit the nail on the head. I even um, after coming out of lockdown, and even myself, like I just remember this vivid time where I was at the pub and I was literally just this like threat response machine where I was just comparing myself to every bloke. And this is when I was going to my most recent rough time and I was like, something's not right here. Like, I've got to talk to someone. Like, every, like you know, that male mm. comparison. I don't know if you guys have felt the same thing. Yeah. I'm just like, and I talked to Matt about it again the other day. I'm like, mate, do you ever compare yourself to other people? He's like, yeah, it's a normal thing. I think it's only natural to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember there's about oh, so many guys just walking in and I'm just like, I'm not as good as that guy. I'm mm. nowhere near. And then I just, I remember I had this like panic attack and I walked out of the pub and just went kind of home and like just didn't want to do anything. And yeah. I'm like, no, nah, something's not right here. And I think because of my past experiences, knowing the signs that, you know, I've got to, I've got to get on the front foot. Yeah. 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 Even sharing those things, I still think in my head because of the stigma. I'm like, well, I think my closest mates know me about this and what I've gone through. And yeah. It just makes me so proud about what you guys are doing as well. Well, yeah. it's pretty powerful that you can like identify that and be like, shoot, I need to like do something about it. Yeah. Where a lot of people will just ignore it. And that's sort of what leads mm. to these problems yeah. later down the track. So, yeah. And powerful for yourself and powerful for the people listening to this right now that, you know, there's this something that might come out of that for them and they think, oh, shit, I'm in a similar situation here. Like, mm, yeah. if we can share our stories and be vulnerable like it just honestly paves the way for others to, to follow along yeah so. yeah and i can't i kind of i do say it with a smile but like but only because i look back at that time only because i've it's only made me what i am now and anyone can have a, like this beautiful like anyone listening might be having a struggle but you can make a bloody beautiful life and i'm living you boys living proof of everyone so there's so many people surviving yeah and there's living nothing wrong with putting your hand up and say boys i'm not feeling i'm not feeling good like i've got yeah. something going on just talk, mm. talk about your shit. yeah and it's even like the culture with men i find like we've always been taught oh, let's have a beer we'll be okay but now that discussion's kind of changing we can have a beer and then you know delve deep yeah as well because i remember again some of those deepest conversations were over a beer sitting at my mate Benny's farm, just overlooking yeah. the grass, and it was yeah. just the most powerful conversations I've ever had. It's actually, actually a video we filmed yesterday yeah. about like <laughs> blokes don't really talk about their shit until we go to the pub after work, and then there's always yeah. one bloke that writes himself off and mm. opens up, um, and then there's no check in the next day, sort of thing. Mm. So it's pretty powerful having a sober conversation with your mate and go, like, you're not feeling well, I've noticed you're off, like, what's going on? Yeah. And talking sober and not over over a few years. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we spoke about it actually at a full rule club that we presented to the other night that uh, we've got to celebrate when we're good. And, like, mm. you like you smile when you're saying these things, but, like, that's amazing. That's what we want to see. And mm. if we can bring mental health awareness when we're all going well, like, it's just going to be so much better for when there is a time where we need to, mm. to pull on these resources that we have. Yeah. Yep. yeah exactly right I couldn't mm. have said it better myself but within 
I guess what what has been the reception been, especially in football clubs, because you've done a lot of programs there. I mean, what what's some of the feedback and stories you guys have received from football backs? Because they can be t- difficult at times mm. to break into with that. Um, I remember remember the first one Nathan and I went to was a cricket club. Uh, oh, it was probably yeah. November last year. We both don't play cricket. Uh, we rocked up and the average age probably would have been late 40s, early 50s wow. and we were shitting ourselves. It's like classic blokes blokes covered in tats, yeah. like drinking drinking beers after training. Like, fuck, what are we doing with ourselves? <laughs> we literally said to each other like... Oh, sh- shaking my boots. We're like, no one is going to want to listen yeah, to us. We're in a white t-shirt. I think it was just yellow by the time I was walking out. Um, <laughs> we rocked up and... The way we start the session is pretty much talk about like what's speaking share, what we're doing, what we're doing moving forward, um, and then talk about our story. So I talk about losing my mate's suicide, and he talks about his own issues. Mm-hmm. And I think once we do that, we sort of set the scene and go, shit, the boys that are watching go, shit, like these boys have actually got something to tell. Like I've, I know how they're feeling. I've lost a mate to suicide. My parents are split up, sort of thing, and they can relate to us straight away. Um, and we just create an environment where people feel comfortable to, to talk about their own stuff. So yeah, and I, yeah, I had the most powerful like night that night. I sat down with like this guy probably in his early 20s and his coaches who were like late 40s and he shared like you know he'd been struggling and he tried to take his life life six months um earlier and his coaches sat there without any idea that this had been going on in his life um but he was like you could see the weight off his shoulders like he just wanted to keep sharing and stuff and his coach was sitting there like mate I, i wish i knew this and then you know we all got up gave each other a hug and I literally had goosebumps sitting there. I'm like, dude, this is so cool that we can like facilitate this space for people to, you know, present these um, things that have been happening in their life. And hopefully, you know, he's hopefully created that relationship with these people that, you know, they can check in with him when they need to. So, mm. I mean, we walked out there pretty proud and we're like, yeah, right, amazing feeling. Let's keep doing this. This yeah. is awesome. And yeah. then I could imagine that from now on, when there's any little signs, I'd hope for this young person that they would know what to do if it's any little signs. Like, it's so important that, like, the way I view it as a professional that mental health is every day, like mm. absolutely every little relationship or interaction or con- you know, consumption of anything you have in a day, like it's either it's either going to add to it or take away from your mental health. And I yeah. think hopefully if any little thing comes up for that person, they're always going to know what to do next. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Or yeah, hopefully have that person to turn to and be like, yeah. dude, I'm struggling. Like, let's, can we have a chat? Yeah. Mm. And yeah. Like, it's important to know that some of these things that make, I think that make people feel sad they've got every right to kind of feel sad about you know like uh, you talk about yourself scags and parents divorce and how you were how old were you like oh it would have been 22 yeah yeah so still pretty young and you've known your whole life your parents were together but like it's it's like you should kind of feel sad about it you know mm. what I mean? like you yeah. should well i remember when it happened we were in howard springs i think it was like day 12 of lockdown whatever we we're going stir crazy by day one so <laughs> day 12 we weren't in a good spot um and me and Mace were just playing chess out on the balcony, mucking around, and they sort of ducked inside, said, I'm going to bed, boys. Yeah. Um, Do you know something was up at the yeah, time? Yeah, we sort of knew yeah. something was up, and obviously hadn't spoken about it with Nath, and then sort of just knocked on his door, and we walked in there, and he's just bawling his eyes out on his bed. Um, and I know how proud Nath is of his family and um, his parents specifically, can't say that word, um, and knocked on the door, and he's in his jocks crying with his head under the pillow. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's tough yeah it was pretty brutal like yeah didn't want like I was pretty embarrassed and like didn't want to talk about it all um and like you know the boys were just trying to be like good mates and want to talk about it and I was just like you know I didn't really want to talk to you guys about it just like try to keep like that sort of stuff pretty private but Mm. so yeah sort of like kept going on I tried to put it back my mind I'm like you know we're up here let's have a pretty good time 
and then just about every night that I was alone, like in my room, like I'd be, you know, crying to a pillow, just like as sad as I've ever been. And then kept building up and building up. And then, you know, I talk about it a bit, like eventually the pain got like too painful, like mm. too brutal. And I was lucky to have these two boys by my side. And they yeah. sort of said like, was it like, let's go for a walk one day. And yeah. we sort of had a chat and I just like, was able to get everything off my chest. And yeah. it was sort of like the best thing that's ever happened for me. Cause yeah, I was, I was like, I was at the point where I was playing footy one day and um, I got to like half time and I'd have been having like these thoughts in my, in my head and at half time I was in the change rooms like trying to hide from the team because I like, just wanted to cry. Yeah. And I was like washing water in my face and I was just like... You're not even there. No, nah, in my head I was like, I'm never playing footy again. Like, And like, there's the one thing I love doing. Yeah. But like internally I just had like no clear thoughts at all. Yeah, no one... Um, realizes but when you're stuck in that space there's no like getting out of it like you yeah, know what I, mean? yeah. Like, I think i like fucked up a kick and someone like grilled me and i was just like <laughs> was about to break down on the field i was like yeah. not not even caring that like i stuffed up a kick i was just like i just don't want to be out here like i'm like pretty vulnerable and just like i just want to disappear for a bit yeah and i think if we go back to the start of that story where we're at the Howard Springs and he was in his room and it didn't happen day one where he opened up to us and it probably didn't happen that whole week and I think that continuous, like, we just had to keep on checking in and we know that we had to go through that cycle because he was going to open up when he was ready, but mm. it wasn't saying we were going to force. Yeah. And we got there and it's part of our story now, but and it's what we aim to achieve now that it has to be that continuous check-in and we weren't forcing it, but mm. we knew there was something up and that's what good mates do. They check in with their mates and it's a continual yeah. check-in. So yeah. It'll eventually come. The answers will eventually come out if you keep chipping away at them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Even, like, simple text messages and... Yeah, and you, you know when your mates are off. Yeah. Like you know when they're not on. If they're whether they're not going out or they're not coming to footy training, you know when something's up. So if you keep checking in and grinding, grinding away, <coughs> the answer will come. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So what were the steps for you, if you might be asking Scouts after that? I mean, it's like wonderful. I'm sure you guys do that in the program, like speaking, sharing, get these things off your chest. But I guess the direction after that for people, mm. you guys probably advising yourself that you went through Scouts after that. Yeah, I mean like. Obviously, the best thing was talking to like my two best mates beside me. But um, I did go like see a doctor and like a psychologist, and you know, like I got it all off my chest. But just I didn't really feel comfortable like talking to someone that I didn't know. Um, that that was just my like personal experience. Yeah. Um, so again, I guess just like talking about it and just trying to deal with it, and like even just just keep talking about it. Really, was yeah. the was the main one to like people that care about me and are there for me. Yeah. Um, as much like psychologists are great but yeah. I don't think they're for everyone it just depends on who you are and exactly. how comfortable you feel with people yeah I was just going to add to that, that there's no one mould for everybody that mm. there is all different approaches that, that people take in how they respond to things so one for Nath was sitting in the room all three of us on the bed like wasn't working and it was going on that walk where you don't have to look at each other in the eye you're probably looking at the ground or you're looking at things in front of you where yeah. you're distracted and it's finding that right environment to do it and mm. so there is no one mold for everybody but exactly right. there is something that will work and there are a lot of strategies and stuff out there i just again like with my i guess mental health professional hat on social worker hat on there's like there's there's all tools like we talk about meditation and like gratitude journals journals and things like that but they're all like tools that can kind of add and help that you know, to, to what what does work for you, mm. I think. Like, there's not just going to therapy is not always going to work. <laughs> no. And I even say that to some clients. Like, this may not be the right fit. But everyone's different, so. Everyone's so different. And even yeah. when I think back at mine, I didn't speak to anyone for two day, two weeks, and I um, just, like, hid in Hamilton. Like, 
with my aunties, my like my favourite aunties who I love dearly, and just didn't speak to anyone for two mm-hmm. weeks, and it was almost like this hiatus. But I kind of needed it looking back, as yeah. painful as it was for the people that were close to me. Like, I look back and I was like, oh, I actually needed that at the time. It was probably two to three weeks. Yeah, and then started like thinking bigger about my options in life, and then started making change. And it's another thing as well. Like I'm sure you boys would agree. Like anyone can kind of it's up to you to make that change as well to control it once you're in that clear space. Yeah, and looking at the the positive and negative influences in your life. Yeah, well, well, at the end of the day, it's the, up to the person themselves what choices they want to make internally. Yeah, um, well, you can keep checking in, but yeah, it's up to the person whether they want to seek professional help or not, if they want to talk about it mm. or if they want to do yoga meditation, it's up to them what they want to do. So. Yeah. yeah, our message is big on like making yourself vulnerable yeah. and yeah. letting other people into your life Yeah. because um, you're right, there's only so much that your mates can do, they can keep chipping mm. away but you know, if you're not going to turn around and say like, hey mate, I am struggling, yeah. you can't expect them to keep checking in every day. Yeah. yeah, navigate that change yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like with Josh, like we, me, me and my friends did an awesome job of checking in with him, and we could only do so much. At the end of the day, like he was obviously happy with his decision, and he's in a good spot now. Um, but you, yeah, you can only do so much. You can't drive yourself crazy over trying to get your mate right. You can keep checking in continuously, um, but at the end of the day, it's up to the person that's struggling and what and what choices mm-hmm. they want to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did it go for you boys? I mean, I also yeah, did have a mate who took his own life. Um, how did it go for you boys that? when that kind of happened i mean for your own grief as well because that's an important thing to kind of know and processing all that knowing that i'm sure you would have had some voices in your head thinking oh i could have done more mm-hmm. no it's a roller coaster yeah um i caught up with josh probably three times a week before we headed off to the antigua in lockdown um and tried to get him back on track and then once he did pass i was questioning myself couldn't sleep for probably months until we started speaking to you on I did this differently and then I'd scroll through my text messages and go shit if I didn't reply today mm-hmm. if I replied to this a bit quicker like it'd be a text saying are you going to reply like just him just being a smart ass being himself yeah um, oh, fuck if I said to that differently would that have changed the outcome but um, I just came to a conclusion where I, I did as much as I could to help him um, and he's made his decision and, and, and yeah it's, that's where we left it sort of thing so and there was different stages I think of that like there was a stage where he got angry and yeah. like yeah. why would he do this and like he's left us behind sort of thing but yeah and if I think for my own one, like I go quiet and I need my, we talk about like, what do we do to help our mental health? And I think for me is finding the escapes. Like I'll go for a surf or I'll get out in nature or mm. do these things to just escape for a little bit and have a release from, from what you're doing, your job or things like that. So there's all these different stages you'll go through that, yeah, yeah you need to find what mm. works for you, but there's no one, yeah, as we said before, there's no one way and there's multiple st- steps that you'll go through. So yeah. letting yourself feel that. And also, if you're going through that, being clear mm. to people, like, oh, I'm going through a bit, and I may be a bit off, yeah. but it's it's nothing on you. Yeah. You know? like, it's it's got to be honest with each other. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, like, when my mate Norman took his own life, I didn't see him in years, and I just um, I did the same thing as you, Benny, like, looking back at messages, and yeah. um, I saved this video of him just, like, he was a party animal, and he was DJing, and, like, just looking, like, oh, why didn't I reply to this Snapchat, or... Yeah. Like, and then found he had stories that he was going to surprise us a week later down in Portland and see us. And I was just like, oh, like, just one more week. Or, mm-hmm. And then, yeah. you know, what you could have said or where he was at at the time. But, yeah, I can so relate. That's why I asked the question as well. Yeah, you can't, you can't question yourself. Otherwise, you drive yourself literally crazy. It was probably yeah. two months after Josh was had passed. I was still questioning myself and yeah. I was in a shit spot. Um, wasn't sleeping, wasn't eating right, wasn't mm-hmm. gymming, wasn't running. Um you can't question yourself, otherwise you'll do take take some damage on yourself. Were you aware at the time uh, of that you were not doing those things? 
Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yep. and then that was when Nath was struggling, and then Mace was struggling as well. So we're all sort of leaning on each other. Um, and our saying is, "A problem shared is problem halved." We just started speaking about it, um, and it went a long way to helping all three of us. Yeah, mm. it's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and you know, going into um, I guess your content because I love your content. <laughs> um, it, it delivers. It delivers everyday kind of things that everyone just goes through. Like the footy one and the um, the anxiety one's a big one. Yeah. Like it's these are things everyone goes through that people don't really think about as related mm-hmm. to mental health and its consequences. Yeah. I mean, who who comes up with that? Mate, uh, it delivers some poor acting. That's what it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shock. It's all, all three of us. Yeah. We're just trying to make every video that we put up is a is a good video we don't want to so relatable sort of, yeah, yeah don't want to smash our feed with all these quotes and all that sort of yeah. stuff we want to put up a message and people go shit oh, i can relate to that mm. um, it's real life and like, just trying to put a positive yeah. spin on it and put some laughs in there and yeah. people can relate to it and get a laugh out of it as well and it's hopefully spreading a good message with every single video we put up yeah. so yeah i mean like the message is always pretty subtle and at the end mm. um we try to create like a you know with a footy one it's like you know people abusing people over the field just like throwing some banter and stuff yeah. but then your mate turns around and says like you know that's not needed sort of thing like it's just trying to put that little bit of humor at the start so people you know catch their attention and then Mm. put that subtle message which we want to leave a lasting impact with them so and it's our approach to checking in with your mates and our approach to mental health at the moment i guess that if we don't we don't have to be this big scary discussion about mental health that it can be a light harder check in yeah for sure and if your mates are honest with you it leads from there yeah, mm. it's so true, and it, I love the everyday fact of the things that like everyone's gone through that anxiety. It's just <laughs> like normalizing everything. Like everyone's yeah. got something going on. Like everyone, most people drink when you're like twenty or older. Like yeah. most blokes play footy. Um, just normalizing that everyone's got something going on, and it's mm. just okay to go like, "Hey, pulling up after the night out or whatever." So. Yeah. Just normalising mental health. Yeah. I thought we had to bring Jump into this, the KFC after a big night out. <laughs> Jump, that's, uh, <laughs> that's enjoyed. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm with him on it. <laughs> oh, I'm with him too. Yeah, good. Using a stacker box. Oh, yeah. Treat. <laughs> Treat. But um, yeah, I absolutely love that content because like it is real. Like it is like these everyday things that people go to. We like and I'm half on it. We've all been on that Sunday on the couch thinking about. I shouldn't have done that last night. That's all. every time I drink. <laughs> 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 oh, you're not, I'm a hermit now, but I'm not the same when I get going. Yeah. It's just like, why? Well, and then, you know, all your mates get in your way. Like, oh, do you remember what you did last night? And you start yeah. rolling in your head. Yeah. It, it's, 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 and it's something that, because we're all back out too. Like, COVID has affected that a great deal as well. Everyone's socialising and, um, it is very much a real a real thing as well. Yeah. Not, uh, not piss fit either. Yeah. <laughs> At all. Um, oh, this is the last beer I reckon I'll share with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in regards to COVID, have you guys, I mean, from your own experiences, have you seen much of a difference or an impact from that in speak share? I know we touched on it earlier, but I mean, have you seen a, a different take on mental health after that? Yeah, and I think it's just like we've realised it's a lot more common. Yeah. Um, Everyone's been affected by the pandemic in one way or another. Um, and everyone's, yeah, as Ben said, like everyone's got something going on. It's just our message is hopefully, we're just putting a message out there that people can keep relating to. Um, you know, you don't have to have this massive thing going on in your life. You could just have a, an average day. And, you know, our message is just mm-hmm. to let, there to let you know that it's okay to have an average day. And, you know, a problem shared is a problem half. Just lean on those around you and yeah. keep checking in. Yeah. It affected everyone different, the oh. pandemic. There's, yeah, it was, it was tough for a lot of people for for a long time so be kind to your mates look after each other because you don't know how it affected each other so yeah, yeah i'm different. sure people are still like 
being challenged by the pandemic. Oh, for sure. School kids definitely are. Oh. Like, you're in schools. Yeah. Um, kids are two years behind. That's the way I see it. Like, they mm. missed two years of school. Year 12 is pretty much year 10s. Year 7s are grade 5s. Mm. Year 9s, year 7s, etc. It's affected the school kids so much. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, mm. I think, like, some absurd rate of mental health diagnosis is below the age of 20. So, like, when you're in school or something as well, like, it's where it starts. It's, you know, a massive change in your life. And then... You see kids now after COVID, like we talked about the social anxiety and general anxiety is just through the roof. Yeah. yeah. What I can't stand is kids that throw around, throw around terms like go jump off a bridge. Or oh, they do it so much. We've spoken about this yeah. a bit and there's always one kid or two kid, mm. two kids in every class that actually have like anxiety or yep. have been diagnosed with depression. And there's a kid at the back just saying like go jump off a bridge or mm. that's one thing that I've noticed yeah. post lockdown. And there's, I've had a couple of kids come up to me after class, break down in tears mm. because some kid said something about something that they're going through whether it's anxiety or anorexia or depression Um, Mm. so that's why we're keen on getting into schools and telling kids that mental health is a thing and there are people at school that are struggling with it Um, so you've got to treat it with respect and that's where we find the importance in what we're doing that we need to bring this awareness to these school aged kids or students I guess because yeah we're all coming out of this two year process and Mm. we don't know what it's like now and how we're meant to cope so if we can bring some awareness and how we look after each other it's a pretty special thing I've never seen anything like it. Like, like seriously, my daughter's just rolling like through all different ranges of health issues and mental health issues. And sometimes I struggle. Like, I get this massive compassion fatigue sometimes. Like, I just don't care about mm-hmm. anything because it's just you know so tough. But I just yeah. feel so sorry for some of the kids now. Like, they're just yeah. two steps back. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's so sad. Breaks yeah. your heart. Oh, and like guys like you would have amazing well the kids love it at school Nathan myself were at a school on the peninsula um, doing CRT work and we've had so many kids meet with us after class or at lunch to talk about their own shit because they don't feel comfortable going to their own teachers Mm. who are older whether they're 60 plus Um, and they obviously see what we do we speak Mm. and share and they come to us and open up which is it's really powerful Yeah, it's just like, I think we have like real genuine care and that's what our message is. Like yeah. we're trying to build a community where people can lean on those around them. Um, and we're big on that community. Like Speak and Share would be nothing without the people who follow us and support us. So mm. yeah, definitely with the school kids, it's been great. Like yeah. it's good to be able to have an influence and you know, we can't measure our influence that we have on people, but when we do have people come to us and say like, thank you, it really does like warm our heart. Yeah, yeah. and kids, I think people forget that kids' lens and their worlds are so much smaller than ours. Like, yeah. everything's like school and family. Mm. Yeah, like, a little bit of sport, but not like us. Like, when you get a bit older and form these relationships, but one of those things kind of break down. It's just got these massive effects. Yeah, we spoke to one kid last week um, who's, seven, I think, 17 years old, didn't make uh, the NAB League team, and it was like the world's ending. And we sort of sat down with him and go, like, it's footy, you're meant to enjoy it. It's, it's a passion, not a hobby. Like, it's not the end of the world. Um, and we had a really powerful chat with him and still checking with him every day. Um, mm. And it's gone gone a long way to helping him. Yeah, yeah he turned around and he, had, he was like struggling with footy and like, you know, things were just building up. Mm. And obviously footy is his passion and one thing he loves. And, you know, we said, just go out and enjoy it. Like, yeah. you know, you got bigger things in your life. And the next day we got a text saying like, thank you so much. I just had like the funnest game of my life. I kicked three goals, it was, yeah, you know, just no pressure on me. Yeah. And we were just like, dude, this is so cool. Yeah, it's like, special. Mm. like it's it's so diverse mental health like you look through all the different demographics like indigenous population women um young boys like elderly the elderly people forget as well yeah 100 all the rates are just high we ran a few community events we ran one last november up in dramana and then one in um january and the age bracket probably would have been 18 to 
I'm going to say 65. Yeah, wow. And I had like a 65-year-old dude in my group and he was talking about shit that had been going on 20 years ago and he'd never spoken about it. Um, so everyone's got something going on, mm. as we said. Wow. So. Hold on for that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just didn't feel comfortable in talking to whether it's his mates or whatever and he came to our event and completely opened up about shit that's been going on for years. So it's pretty special. That just goes to the magnitude about how, yeah. how like amazing and genuine you guys are in the key. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're proud of the approach. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, in regards to the program, I guess if people were to go to your program, what would they view? Like, what would they experience? You know, like step by step on that. Yeah. You know, in the yeah. program facilitation. Yeah. So with our program, like as Ben and May said, we're real big on sharing our stories and, mm. you know, being vulnerable. So hopefully others will follow. Yeah. Um, and then we run a few icebreakers just to get them connecting. But the big one is, you know, encouraging them to share their stories and talk. So we ran a program. Uh, a couple of days ago with the cotton football and netball club mm. and you know we have some prompted prompted questions which we call our dinner date um it was a male and female sorry. male and female yeah. 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 yeah and it's just different questions that you know they can answer we we highlight that vulnerability vulnerability is optional not forced at all and they go out and sit together and um, we give them about 30 minutes to share and i mean the conversation i had i know you guys had really powerful conversation this is incredible you got like an 18 year old talking to a 40 year old um and connecting um, and we think it builds a pretty big, like a pretty positive culture within that footy club. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, a universal, like yeah, someone who's 80 and 40. Yeah, yeah. and, and we're just hoping that once we go into a school or a footy club that they continue those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be hard because we live in such a fast-paced world. We go to work, we go home, we eat, we have dinner, we go to sleep, we do it all again the next day. Um, so we're just trying to let people know it can be just be a simple check-in, like, how you going sort of thing. goes a long way in, in helping someone else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 If we go back to that activity, we're pretty proud of how it's developed, that there is those questions that guide you through it. So there are easier questions on there to answer, and then there is some, some tough ones on there that would challenge mm-hmm. your response. But we've just found that people are buying into it because it's just provided them such an opportunity to start talking, yeah. that how do, how do you bring up the conversation of mental health? But if we can start it by guiding them with this, then yeah. they're, they're buying into it and it's taking them a long way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And people love talking about themselves. You yeah. Just yeah. don't get a time I know to that do. from podcasts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't get a time to do so, especially about your mental health. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. And yeah. the fast-paced thing you mentioned is great. Like, you just... It, it's the last thing you kind of remember. Like, where yeah. am I, like checking in so hard with yourself. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Like, and it's just like, oh, no, I've got to get A to B, C to D. Yeah, it's just it's too much going on. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, like the last few weeks, like, I've been manic. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Just like juggling uni and the podcast and um, like relate, like not relationship, like, you know, yeah, mates. Oh, yeah. What, <laughs> what have we got here? <laughs> no. Relationships, eh? There you go. Mic drop. No. What's your go-to? No, no, no. I'm off the market. Yeah. Uh, well, not Exclusive. In no, no, no. Let's just it's not with Maddie, is it? Chair, <laughs> We're going to cut this bit out, please. <laughs> but like, just balancing things in this fast-paced world. And I know like I had a little slump. Like it's probably the concussion a bit. And it's just like, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. And the doubts just crept in. And mm. I'm like, yeah. Just got to have a little bit more, like, and knowing myself really, like, self awareness is so important. It's just like, I've just got to go to bed a little bit earlier, or um, just I write my journal a bit, or 
just have a bit of time away in my house because the boys I live with are so extroverted and yeah. they've got their one of the girlfriends. It's like sometimes six in the house. I'm like, oh, I just need. Like, What's your bedtime? Mine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I lay in bed like eight thirty. Same. And then like, <laughs> I get anxious if I'm not in bed by yeah, eight. Yeah, but like, music's a big thing for me too. Like just listen before to you music. go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Just heavy, what do you listen to? Heavy metal or something? Cardi B. <laughs> 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 well, uh, both. <laughs> but like, yeah. So and knowing those things that help me can get me back a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to have. Yeah. yeah, what do you boys personally? I mean, strategies work for you when you're not feeling quite right. I mean, for people that would you listening would probably take on board or think about as well using. Yeah, the old salt water therapy is like huge mm. for me. Um, whether that's just putting your head under the water or, as Mate said, like going for a surf. Um, I just love like the stillness of like the ocean and just being away from everyone. And I don't know, something about it. You just get out of the water to like rejuvenated. Um, the cold water's perfect like you know you get a bit of a rush and then you're like all right ready to tackle the day and get into yeah. it yeah spot on i think i spoke about it actually the other night at the club there's like these type one and type two of fun where the type two is we want to go on this holiday that's coming up at the end of the year but you what know we've got no no like oh, not just <laughs> hypothetically <laughs> yeah, so yeah. yeah hopefully there's something coming but <laughs> um yeah that might be six months away but that's six months away so we've got to have these things along the way and like nate said whether that's looking after your mental health through going for a surf or having an outlet from from the things that you do mm. so it doesn't have to be the surf but it, or, the, or the water but it could be little things just listening to music that mm. that help you so just little releases i guess I wish I could say surfing, but I can't surf. <laughs> um, definitely talking, talking to my mates. I love yeah. my mates, similar to you, Paddy. Yeah. Um, and just being honest with them, whether it's going for a walk, going to the gym, going for a run, um, just talking about what's going on and, and seeing what's going on with them as well. Because I dearly love my mates and my family as well. So talking is my probably biggest point. Mm. Yeah. And doing something and talking as well. Yeah, 100%. Not sitting down face to face because it's yeah. pretty, pretty intimidating and full on. But whether it's yeah, going for a walk or getting outdoors. Um, mm. making it less formal yeah. goes a long way and it's what like women and women care like counterparts do a lot better than men like, they talk, like no disrespect they talk all the time and they're so yeah. open yeah. Yeah. and I always I see it all the time even with um, when I'm working at school the amount that bring their friends along and then the boys who kind of see my interactions I walk past them but I see all their mates as well they're just like try not to see me as yeah. well. like, yeah. act like they don't know me yeah. and like but then it's an interesting dynamic, like the amount of girls who do pop in at um, the wellbeing centre. They're like with their friends, two or three of them, supporting them. And then the blokes who's like, no, yeah, head yeah. down, too cool for me, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you haven't seen the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to blow up, boys. Oh, get around I hope so. I hope so. Um, I guess as we as we towards the end of this tightly sharp, um, how, for the listeners, what message would you want to send to them? I guess other than what we've talked about today, who might be I guess struggling or um, yeah, struggling and having a dark time at the moment. What what would you like to pass on individually? Spread our message yeah. and check in, speak yeah. and share. It's simple. Yeah. Um, check in with your mates, check in with your family, check in with your next door neighbour. Have a conversation around around your mental health. Um, whether it, yeah, follow us on Instagram, um, come to one of our community events, and just spread the love. Yeah, I think as we say, like a problem shared is a problem halved, and that problem can be a bad hour, or a bad day, or a bad month, but or it could be the loss of a life. There's no thing big or small. So mm. just recognising that it's okay to feel the way that you are and just checking with each other and don't be afraid to start the conversation. Yeah, I'm big on like checking with um, your mates, but also checking with yourself. Yeah. Like we're big on everyone has a story and um, you've got to be vulnerable to share it. So definitely checking with yourself. Yeah. Don't be afraid to put up your hand if you are struggling. 
Yeah. And whether it's talking to a mate or seeking professional help, don't be afraid to do so. Yeah, self-awareness. So yeah, so it's massive. Important. It's a yeah. brave thing to do. Yeah, yeah. amazing. If I, had a, if I had a magic ball, boys, where do you see Speak Chair in five years' time? Nationwide. Hopefully. Um, yeah. With hopefully facilitators all over Australia presenting to schools in every state. Yeah. Um, we want this to be the biggest mental health organisation or the most recognised mm. in Australia and we want to influence as many people as possible, you know, both young and old and, yeah, we'll make sure that happens for sure. Yeah, change the world. Yeah, oh, you boys definitely will. <laughs> no doubt. Boys, thank you so much for your time. Good on you, Paddy. That just absolutely flew. <laughs> I, I'm so blessed as a professional from the bottom of my heart to see young strapping like your lads and like you spreading an amazing message you guys are going to kill it and thank you so much for sharing your stories and, and speak share as well you're a good man Paddy love it thank you thank you